Everybody get up. You know what that sound means. It means it's episode 161 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and god damn it, it was a fucking weekend. Was it? Was it? Is it episode 161? It is, because you missed 160, bro. Wow, I have 156 on my record. I'm way off. <laughs> you are way off. No, yeah, dude, I did 160 with Gino last week. That was a good episode. I liked it. Yeah, and uh, and who are you, by the way? Oh, I'm uh, Jesse, the Tiki God Wilson. There you go. And then we have a special guest on this week as well. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Levi, the terrifying Leviathan. I think I did it backwards. <laughs> Great job, Levi. <laughs> Classic Levi, the the killer of podcasts, the slayer of podcasts. Oh, no, that's Jimmy. It's Captain (laughs) Deadair. Oh, it isn't Levi. That is Levi. Levi is Captain Deadair. That's right. I'm here to prove why there should only be two of us doing this, and one of them's not me. (laughs) Levi's the anti-Highlander. There should be only two. (laughs) I'm Travis McElroy. There should be at least two. Uh, so Jesse, how was your freaking vacation and stuff? It was cool. Um, it was, uh, I've, it's been busy. Yeah, dog. Uh, Hawaii was great. Lots of really good beer out on the big island. Uh, went to Kona and had the beer that's actually brewed at the Kona brewery as opposed to the Kona beer that's brewed in Woodenville. Right. And, uh, much, much better on the island. Mm. Um, real nice brew house there. And also went to the big island brew house in uh Waimea. Yeah. And uh that was delicious, real good stuff, good Mexican food there. So that yeah, that's a highlight, drinking beer. Drinking beer. Yeah, and then we did PAX. And which, then we did PAX. Which was a doozy this year. PAX well, was we'll get to that. Yeah, I guess. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I got some things to say about PAX. Uh but before we do, I have to uh, dedicate this episode to someone who did something amazing. And gave uh, gave us probably the greatest present we could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. And uh, our moms, our moms, the gift of life, right? Uh, actually, and then somebody else. Uh, and you'll you should be able to see this uh, probably next week. We got to do a little um, little formatting on it, but we are going to have a brand new logo featuring a uh, wonderfully characterized uh, Jesse and Eric above all of their favorite things. From little tiny Matt Roloff to uh, to Jace from Magic the Gathering to a sperm whale, all illustrated by Larissa Walkeve, who is a very talented illustrator and uh, one of our great PAX buddies as well. So I got to dedicate this episode to R- Larissa because she knocked it out of the park with this thing. And yeah, when I showed it to my wife, she was like, wow, she even got the color of your hat right. Exactly. It's like every like it's me and Jesse. I'm holding a softball glove in one hand and a D20 in the other. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse's holding a beer, an arrogant bastard beer in one hand and Game of Thrones in the other hand. It's fantastic. It is incredible. Uh so anyway, and and it all kind of looks like pseudo adventure timey. It's like it's just the it's the it's the greatest thing ever. So, uh so Larissa, this one goes out to you um and thank you for being a great Pax buddy as well. Right on. Um, and let's uh, let's say what we're drinking this week. Are you drinking anything? 
Yeah, I'm drinking a uh, free beer from work. I didn't have time to pick up anything special because I was flying out the door after work today to get here in time. <laughs> FBFW. And uh, I am drinking the uh, Rubens American Rye. And uh, Rubens is one of the breweries that we went to on your bachelor party. Sure did. And uh, God, their stuff is really good. And I know you have your qualms with Beer Advocate, but it also ranks pretty highly on there as well. Oh, they have like yeah. a 97 and a 93. Um, and just a little tiny brewing, brewing co down in Ballard. Yeah, that's guys, a, been real good. Really good stuff. So the American Rye, delicious. Are you drinking anything, Levi? Yeah, I'm a hometown hero, Avery Brewing. I'm drinking their uh, India Pale Ale. Way to go. Boulder, Colorado. Uh, home of the uh, Bald Move Meetup at Bipex this year. Last year. Whatever. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was this year. It's, it's technically this year, yeah. 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 Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was in February. Jewish New Year. It was in February. That's true. Today is Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> so uh, um, uh, Shabbat Shalom to everyone. All right. Uh, we do have uh, a couple voicemails this week. So I want to start it off uh, with a brand new caller, uh, but a friend through fantasy. You shall hear it now. Hey, guys. This is uh, Chris. I live in North Carolina. Uh, you, you guys would know me as manager of the Paddy Whitey's fantasy football team. Anyway, I was calling because of the, uh, I was thinking something about the draft the other night when uh, you guys had the live feed on. And uh, I'd have thought that you you should try to use those live feeds more. Um, maybe do something like get together and do some of these board games you guys talk about all the time and, you know, do them live on a live feed. I would watch the hell out of that. Um <laughs> Most people would probably think that's boring, but, you know, I would like it, so I could care less if anybody else thinks about it. Um, another thing, too, is you guys recommended a the Dan Carlin uh, Hardcore History Podcast. Uh, I listen to that. Uh, I love it. Uh, it. The only bad thing with it is, you know, it's such a production. You know, you're lucky to get, what, three or four of them a year. Uh, so in between those, another podcast. I could recommend if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff is uh, Nerds on uh, Nerds on History is a pretty good one. It's not the production that Hardcore History is. You know, they come out with about one every week or two weeks, but you know, it's still well done and uh, interesting to listen to. Uh, they also have a sister podcast called um, Nerds on Film. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty good. Give a call in and say thank you for uh, letting me into the league and. You know, thanks for the entertainment you guys provide, and feel free to get off my back. I do feel free to get off your back, Chris. <laughs> I, I'll take you up on that offer to get off your back. I will. I'll take you up on that. Um, and if you're ever in Seattle, you can get off my back. <laughs> Just give me a call. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. So the live stream actually went pretty well. Uh, we had most of the league on there. I think, and plus, we had like 15 people on there uh, for our very fast uh, fantasy football draft. Uh, which it only lasted about 45 minutes and we had 18 teams. So we were, we were cooking there. Um, and yeah, I don't see why not. Like we should do more live streams. Mm-hmm. Next time we get together to play Game of Thrones, we should just uh, do a live stream of it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Game of Thrones, once everyone knows how to play and the portrayals could be extra personal. Oh God. Yeah, that was the thing about Levi. Like you, uh, I betrayed you like so many times and you didn't do anything about it. Not so many times. You betrayed me one major betrayal. Right. Which I saw coming a mile away because I was, 
<laughs> the thing that the characters in Game of Thrones don't realize is they're asking for it sometimes, and I was mm-hmm. asking for it mm-hmm. at that. At that, I had fallen so far, I would have been ashamed if you had betrayed me. Well, I felt then I feel honored to have betrayed you. <laughs> um, but a couple other things. So fantasy football, dude. Jesse, you were on an airplane, so you couldn't draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to Week One projections, you have the best team in the league. That's that's sky drafting. That's sky drafting. Drafting in the, drafter in oh, the rafter. Jesus, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Your mother does listen to this podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, She'll yeah. understand. Sorry, mom. I just declined your uh, phone call. She'll understand your recording. Ah, good point. So, but uh, we do have a pretty good range here. Um, Basically, the scores range, projected scores for week one range anywhere from 83 to 97. So basically, there's a range of like 15 points there, which I think is a pretty good margin for for week one. Um, Sitting there at the top is Snake Pigskin uh, with Jesse. Uh, You have Michael Vick and LaShawn McCoy. It's a bit risky because you didn't really diversify, but those are both pretty highly rated uh, players this year, especially in the new Chip Kelly offense there in uh, Philadelphia. That's why I picked them. Of course, you got Demarius Thomas. You got Demarco Murray. So you're you're looking pretty solid there. Uh, I, on the other hand, I had to be a little more strategic because I was picking all the way down at 15. I got Joe Flacco as my quarterback, which is probably the worst thing ever. Probably the worst thing of all time. Oh, uh, I've got Matt Forte, Randall Cobb, and Lamar Miller. Come on, Dolphins! And then I put a Seahawk on there, Stephen Hauschka. Uh, meanwhile, our good buddy, uh, good buddy Chris. And his little tidy whities came out, and uh, they got Rob, he got RG three, which you got to love. They got Ray Rice, they got Larry Fitzgerald, who should have a monster year this with with somebody who can actually throw the ball to him. And Ben Tate, interesting backup quarterback or backup running back for the Houston Texans, uh, but he's got a couple other guys he could swap out. Let's take a look at this terrible team, Human Alliance. <laughs> hey, hey now, <laughs> which is Levi's team draft grade C. Uh, let's see. You got Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch, also not diversified. But then it falls right off the table uh, with Vernon Davis and Jason Witten. So, Levi, what was your strategy drafting two tight ends in uh, two flex spots? Well, Jesse lied when he said that he couldn't draft because he was on a plane because I was attempting to draft <laughs> from a plane. Uh-huh. I, uh, I logged on because we had been delayed. Mm-hmm. And then right about, I'd say about, 30 seconds after the draft started and right before we got to me, um, we had to turn off all our electronic devices. Why? And so then I got, I don't know, because that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, because it was going to take off. off. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, things got a little hairy. I got back on and luckily I had landed the Seahawks, but we were well out of territory in terms of what I knew to draft. Right. So the rest was just mostly picking people that were higher up on the thing and we were out mm. of good people so yeah but I also dude don't know what I'm doing. Vernon Davis and Jason Witten I mean those those are two like mediocre tight ends so well uh, I knew that I needed more than I had my running back I had my quarterback I right? think I ended up with um another with K Moreno um, yeah no Sean Moreno and Roy Hallou who were two backup running backs and, and so then I you had got them, and then then you I got, just needed to get my wide tight ends and right, and your wide you know, receiver Justin Blackman, who only is, has a four game suspension to start the season. That game was a surprise actually <laughs> when I pulled up my team list and there's a big red 
like symbol next oh, to his name. Man. I was like, oh, I wonder what that's about. Yeah. Do you know why he's suspended? I'd like to know why. I think he had a DUI or something. Oh, just a DUI. That's cool. Or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, arrogant move. Uh, we got our first <laughs> draft. Cool. We we got our first draft. Our first week is coming up. It's the Mighty Sperm Balls versus Snake Pigskin, so that'll be a good matchup. And then the rest of you are also in there as well. Uh, we'll give you updates, and we'll also keep you updated on the brand new Get Off My Back podcast, part of the Bald Move Network, coming up next week uh, for Get the United Get, Get Off My Running Back. You are correct. Uh, what else we got? We got a couple more uh, email or a couple more voicemails here. Uh, Jr. from Philly, he decided to give us a ring, so let's uh, hear what he had to say. What's up, boys? It's Jr. from Philly checking in. Hey, haven't have been able to check in the last couple of weeks because I've been crazy busy getting stuff together for this craft beer wedding. Uh, as we get some stuff together, I'll hit up the Personal Arrogance Facebook page and share some pictures of what we got going on. Jesse, hope you had a good trip to Hawaii. After our wedding, uh, my, my soon-to-be wife and I will be heading out there for a week. So we're going to be on Oahu the whole time. Uh, I'm not sure if he hit up Oahu this time around, but uh, we're definitely going to look to hit up Kona Brewery. And uh, if you have any other suggestions or recommendations, let me know. And this week, I wanted to pitch the idea of uh, mixed pints discussion. you got your classic black and tan uh, you got some of the more creative ones, like uh, a dirty hoe, which is hoe garden and frambois. Uh, what do you like uh, mixing pints? Throw out your ideas. Let me know what you think. Talk about it. Get off my back. Later. Later, Jr. And by the way, congratulations on the wedding. Mm-hmm. Get off my back. Welcome to the club. Get off my back. Uh, and uh, in terms of mixing, mixing pints, I mean, my favorite one is the dead bastard. Right, the classic. Yeah, which is the classic uh, half arrogant bastard, half rogue dead guy ale. Uh, it's just basically a murky conglomeration of malty hoppiness. Oh, yeah. Did you want me to fill in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I took a page out of Captain Dead Air's book. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, at, at work, we have a gold nail and we have a English style bitter. And uh, sometimes I'll combine them for what I call the golden butt hair. Mm. So the golden butt hair is pretty good. Wow! Why do? You, so, oh yeah, that sounds delicious. What 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 kind of characteristic does that have? Uh, it's crisp and sweet and doughy. Ooh, malty. doughy. A little doughy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That sounds good. Uh, Levi, do you have anything to add? Uh, if I'm going to mix my beers, the only thing I know is Dark and Stormy's. Dark and Stormy's? There was that bar. Often. What was the name of that bar in Providence that we went to that had, had like stone all the way in the inside? Oh, Remember that was the uh, the Wild Colonial. The Wild Colonial. Uh, yeah, if you're ever in Providence and you want to drink with architecture students, it's right next to the architecture building for RISD. So. Yeah, and who wouldn't, right? Good place, uh, but they had yeah, like Wasn't? yeah, they sold like the three foot yards, which was pretty cool there. Uh, but they also had a drink that was like half Guinness, half uh, cider, which I got a thirty ouncer of, and I got really drunk on it. So I don't really remember how it tasted, but they actually did sell that. Apparently, uh, I was just reading uh, Beverage Insider magazine today. There's a new uh, new bottles coming out of England called Snake Bite. That's half uh, mm-hmm. lager, half cider. Uh, apparently, that's really popular in England. It's pretty good. It's like it's kind of a play on a shandy, except yeah. with cider instead of lemonade. 
Well, now that we're getting in the fall, uh, we'll figure out some fall ones for you. Figure out how to get a pumpkin pumpkin pie flavor. Yeah. <laughs> the collective groan from the gallery means we need to move on. Uh, so, and finally, we got another voicemail. This is from our good buddy, our German friend, uh, our, what is it? It's not comrade. That's Soviet. What would you say for a German friend? Um, a friar? A frauer? Oh, that's, that's brother. A frauer? A frauer? Is it a frauer? Our, this has gone on too long. He's from Germany. His name's Dennis Kleinbeck. And he's actually going to set up the show today. Uh, you probably noticed that the show is shorter than most. Uh, and that's for a good reason, because it is our third annual somethings. And that will be announced right after this uh, voicemail from Dennis. Hey, guys. It's Dennis Kleinbeck. I'm so sorry I had uh, a lot of problems with my internet provider. And the other week I was in Austria. So I kept pushing back the report of this Star Wars celebration. But it's here right now, uh, so sit back, relax, open yourself a bottle of beer, which uh, you did, I guess, already, um, and get comfortable and listen to my little story. A story concerning the best, the worst, and the weirdest of the Star Wars Celebration Europe <laughs> in Essen, Germany. Okay, uh, the best, all the models they had built for the, uh, for the con- uh, convention. They had a giant AT-AT in the middle of one hall, then a whole scenery of Jabba's Palace, uh, which was built by a Belgian fan club, I guess, um, out of toilet paper, uh, at least. That was what they told us. Uh, they had a TIE fighter, an X-Wing, uh, I said in a snow speeder, uh, shot Greedo in the cantina niche, uh, stood in a back to tank. It was so much fun to see uh, the Eiffel detail on many of these objects. Also, all the people at the celebration were so nice to, uh, to talk to. Um, they had very, very cool stuff. Um, oh, um, the worst. Uh, the problem was Mark Hamill was in Essen. And I was very psyched to get an autograph or something. But uh, I was too stupid to check the internet uh, that I had to reserve a place in the queue to his signing pa- uh, table uh, for like 100 euros. Uh, of course, um, well, at least I, I saw him with my own eye. And got to talk to the actor of uh, Admiral Akbar. Uh, <laughs> it's a trap. Really nice guy. <laughs> and it was another trap. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole uh, convention had no booth, babes, which I really uh, appreciated. It was for fans and just about Star Wars, no distraction or anything. Um, but as uh, we were uh, almost on our way to the exit, we uh, came along the weirdest thing on the Star Wars celebration. Uh, with three words slutty Boba Fett and it was a girl with a green bra green hot pants and a Boba Fett helmet uh, followed by a small crowd of let's say um, middle aged men with cameras on the ready uh, chasing her and that remembered me too why I tend to dislike I don't know Gamescom or conventions like that where uh, the whole attention is built around uh, yeah let's say uh, girls with uh Little to no clothing on. I I don't know. It's 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 like barbarians or something. I don't really like it. So um, so that's it. There are a lot of things unsaid, but I guess um, I don't have to tell you that I left a lot of money in Essen and left with uh, lots of merch um, that I with no function or anything, but it looks <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> so very very cool stuff. Um, 
Okay, one more time. Sorry for the delay, but it wasn't in my hand. Um, it feels so good to record a voicemail again uh, with my cheesy German accent. Uh, <laughs> have a great cast, a great week, and stay arrogant, guys. Stay arrogant, Dennis. Get off my back. Get off my back. It's not cheesy, dude. It is a beautiful German accent. So cheesy. It is super cheesy. Um, yeah, dude. Well, uh that uh, Star Wars Con sounds awesome. Gen- Dennis actually sent us a picture, uh, too. They had like a little set built where you could sit in Han's chair with a blaster, and then there was a dead Greedo on the other side, <laughs> so you could have shot first. There you go. It sounds awesome. I'm kind of bummed this thing's all the way over in Germany. Um, but uh, but that's a great lead in because this show is going to be our third annual Paxi show. And uh, we're uh, Dennis celebrated the best, worst, and weirdest of uh, of the Star Wars celebration in Europe, and we're going to celebrate the best, worst, and weirdest of PAX. Uh, you might think that the PAXies are only PAX exclusive, but they're not because it's not the PAX Awards; it's the PAXies, the Personal Arrogance Exposition Experience Awards, and uh, that's why we have this fool from Ro- uh, the Rocky Mountains on as well, Levi. He's going to be our impartial judge, so. Uh, Jesse and I are each going to nominate a, uh, a a thing for each category, and then Levi is going to be our impartial judge, and he will decide who gets the final award. Uh, so, are you are you up for this, Levi? Are you up for this responsibility? Well, after House Baratheon held the Iron Throne for the first four turns, determining <laughs> ties, I think I'm ready to be impartial here. Actually, that's good. Uh, just remember, Southern Alliance forever. <laughs> um, and we're gonna start it off. Uh, we're gonna start off strong here. What is the best, best of show at PAX, Jesse? Uh, my nomination is a little unorthodox. Um, I feel like it was kind of an off year for PAX. Okay. Uh, I I don't I don't think this was a PAX where there was a lot of thunder brought. Well, the, the, the weird I, thing about this PAX is that it was like, uh, the, I mean, the big thing this year is the new consoles, but there wasn't that one game that everybody wanted to play. Like, right. there's usually one game that kind of takes over the con. Like, if you can remember how big Skyrim was at PAX a few years ago, like, they gave out these weird f- uh, felt helmets that everybody got, and it was yeah. really huge. And same thing with, like, Fallout 3. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever, which turned out to be a terrible game, but it was like the talk of the con because it premiered there. There was no kind of uh, there was no experience like that at this PAX. It was pretty. Uh, everybody was on an even playing field, I think. Yeah. So uh, that said, my nomination for best in show uh, has to go to the paint and take. Oh God. Uh, you get you show up. Yep. Uh, you you sit down. Uh, they give you a little figurine to paint and a paintbrush and some paints, and uh-huh. you get to paint your figurine and, and take it home. And I painted a sweet uh, ranger archer lady who's uh, clad in a green cloak. Yeah, dude, your paint is your painting skill is is top notch, man. It's it is the envy of all paint takers. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's really good. That's you, you make me feel terrible about myself. Uh, but I actually went to three paint and take sessions uh, <laughs> over the course of the four day con. I went to two. Levi, did you do any paint and take? I did one, um, and then I think I forgot Charlotte at the condo. So <laughs> sadly, I uh, I failed to follow through on the paint and take. But it's, it was really nice for the hour that I did it. It's great that you named her. 
Um, we uh, Levi's got a lot of experience painting minis as well. He does. He does. Uh, big uh, Warhammer guy. Uh, yeah, dude. It, I mean, it's hard to disagree. You can. They give you a free figurine that you can paint. And they had a ton this year. Last year they had like five you could choose from. This year they had like a whole box. Yeah, wide variety yeah. of models. The first year I did it, it was only uh, the the only available one was a cobalt little cobalt yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, which I'm actually looking through the house now because I got a, a collection of three. If right? I can find that one, so I need to find him. I'm excited about it because, like, and then they also have it's it's sponsored by Bones Miniatures, so they are the guys who did that huge Kickstarter like a year ago, and they're starting up a the new Reaper Kickstarter Minis. now. Yeah, Reaper Reaper Minis, but I think it's the Bones line of Reaper Minis. Yeah, that's the material because you don't. Yeah. Her argument was that you didn't need to prime it, which I disagree with. The way the paint was kind of having trouble sticking. Well, you don't need to um, prime it; you just need well, to put multiple coats on. <laughs> 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 Were you using green, by the way? Because green was a little wonky. No, I oh. stuck to I stuck to red. Interesting, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. interesting stuff. Interesting <laughs> stuff, guys. Uh, yeah, so I started off with this dwarf who had a shotgun and a cleaver, and then the second time around, I just went in and bought a really cool owl bear because it was the miniatures. Like usually, miniatures are pretty expensive, but like the most expensive ones, other than the giant models, were like six dollars here. So I got this really sweet owl bear, and I went to two paint and take sessions, and uh, really I like ended up with a very like a figuring that I'm very very happy with, and uh, and yeah, dude, you just zen out. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's hard to that's hard to disagree with, uh, but I'm going to be a little selfish here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give best of uh, packs 2013 to the HP Pubcraft Love Crawl. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess I know what Levi's picking. <laughs> uh, you know, it actually turned out really great. We had like 120 people. Uh, we did trivia at each stop. Uh, we had people buying a lot of drinks. Uh, we we had Ickers listed on everybody's character sheets. We had like uh, 250 uh, character sheets that were unique, and and people had uh, specific Ickers on there that they could use to restore their sanity or stamina, and they were buying those, which was pretty cool. Uh, I made Jaegerbaum the most uh, <laughs> the most frequently used icker, so I saw a bunch of people drinking Jaegerbombs, which was great and hilarious and awesome. Oh, dude. <laughs> Come on, you drinking a Jaegerbomb with me? I did. That's right. It's not packs unless you have a Jaegerbomb. That's not true. Um, that's, I managed to get away with that plenty of packs that I did not drink Jaegerbombs at. <laughs> well... Uh, regardless, uh, I think that the HP Pubcraft Love Crawl, it turned out really good. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back too much, but it turned out better than I thought it would. And I am just super stoked for next year. Yeah, you um, did a good job. You did a really good job. Thank I'm you. impressed. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know, Gino and Aaron were very uh, supportive. They donated uh, on Bald Moves' behalf uh, a copy of Elder Sign and a copy of Arkham Horror. And uh, we were able to give those away in a raffle, and the people were really excited to get them. And, the bars were happy, the patrons were happy, and I was extremely happy. So uh, there's that. And uh, we'll be, we took a bunch of footage of, of the entire con. This is just a BT dubs. We're going to be putting it together, and, and we'll have that up on YouTube soon. So keep your have eyes peeled. Have you looked through all that. the footage yet? I did. I actually looked through it on Monday night because I was a little sad. Did you see the little surprise I left in there for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! We're to be inside. By the way, that was really good uh, camera placement. 
it was a good camera placement because I got the gist, but I didn't get too much of the gist. Yeah, I didn't show you anything. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> For those wondering, I took a, I took a little shot of me peeing in the urinal. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, from now on, every time I make a video, that's going to be my little production thing at the end, <laughs> is Jesse peeing in a toilet. <laughs> Personal arrogance video. <laughs> All right, Levi, best to show. Uh, it's either going to be uh, Peyton Take or the HP Pubcraft Love Crawl. I'm I'm gonna have to go with the pub crawl. Oh, thank you. I know that I have to, to exp- <laughs> it's if you go to PAX, you need to do the Peyton Take. You have to, but you got to be social at PAX. This is like the this is one of the few situations where I can talk to just about anybody and know I'm gonna be all right socially. Right. Um. And, you know, for all the running around and work we kind of did on our end, like, people were super friendly. I had met a lot of new people. I had a lot of great conversations. And I'm really stoked to see where we can where we can take it next year. So yeah. you might not pat yourself on the back, but oh. I will pat all of us Absolutely. Yeah, this was a team effort. I mean, uh, uh, Jesse was going around shooting footage of himself peeing on stuff. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen him so proud. Levi he's done was, a lot of things that he's proud of. Levi, you were going around doing monster battles uh, with all of the teams for extra raffle tickets. Aaron was handing out uh, health tokens. My wife was hanging out, handing out sta- uh, sanity tokens. Uh, damn it, mom! Um, uh, and then uh, and Gina was going around trying to make people cultists. He had Bob Ball show up, and he was giving out uh, little Cthulhu figurines to everybody. It was a huge team effort. It was really, really great. Um, one one of my regrets is, you know, the Canadian crew from Hex 19, I asked them to, because we had like a huge group of people. We had like a block full of people walking down the sidewalk. And we got to this crosswalk that I knew was really short. So I was like, hey, guys, can you just make sure everybody gets across the crosswalk? Like, because it's probably going to be multiple trips. And they're like, yeah, we could do that. Uh, then the crosswalk light goes and then everybody just mobs across the street and a giant, like a giant group of people just mobs and like takes over like half of the block and just crosses. Uh, meanwhile, the Canadians, uh, it's their only weakness. They cannot jaywalk and they were stranded on the other side. That's the only thing that, that I felt bad about the whole night. Um, but yeah, they got a raffle ticket for that. Oh, good. So, uh, but they didn't win. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for next year, and it's definitely going to be an annual event. All right, we got to move on because we only got 20 minutes of casting left. Right. So let's move on to worst of show. Jesse? Uh, I'll be quick about it. Elder Scrolls Online, it was garbage. It wasn't fun. Uh, they basically took something I love and gutted it and uh, held up the, corp- the corpse <laughs> and made it dance around and told me it was, you know, the Elder Scrolls when it wasn't. Yeah, so one of the major things is that they, like, you couldn't get armor that you picked up? The, it was, uh, they wowified it. Like, normally in Elder Scrolls, you kill a guy and he is wearing plate armor. You can pick up his plate armor and put it on if you want. But this, it was like, you kill a guy and you get you click on him. It's like, bind on, equip uh, leather pants. Or, that's it. Or like, yeah, uh, you know, just like three gold. That's what you get. And it, it's not the Elder Scrolls. It's just bummer because, like, they have it in hand, you'd think. Like, yeah. basically, just give me Elder Scrolls, but let me do an adventuring party. Yeah, they totally blew it. Like, and you've got Dungeons & Dragons, like, on a screen. Like, you've always wanted. 
Like yeah. the, you've got it. It's like, you, like they're giving you the softball. Just go up to the plate and hit it out of the park, and then they screwed it up. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. Uh, and then my worst of show is going to be a little controversial, um, but I'm going to say the Omega Thon final this year because I usually I've, I've gone to the Omega Thon final the last three years, and I really like to make a point because it's kind of the only like big panel that I go to. Last year it was super fun because it was Trials Evolution, which is like a it's almost a dexterity game that you do with a controller to to get this motocross motorcycle through this training course. Really fun to watch, really, really fun to cheer on. So this year the Omegathon final was this game called Spy Party, which is actually a pretty cool game. It's a two player game. One person plays as a spy at this party, and they have four objectives that they need to complete in order to win. And then the other person is a sniper. And they're, like, looking in through the windows of the party, trying to figure out who the spy is, and then they snipe him. But they only have one bullet. So if they snipe the wrong person, then they lose. Or if the spy doesn't complete all of his missions, he loses. Or if the spy completes all of his missions, the spy wins. Or if the sniper kills the spy, then the sniper wins. So there's basically four win conditions as well. Uh, It sounds like a cool game. The only problem is that if you have that in a theater full of people, (laughs) you can't say a word. Because if the sniper like gets the scope on the on the spy, everybody goes, "Oh, then he's gonna shoot him, but he knows who he is." Yeah. So basically, Gabe and Tycho told everybody, "You guys have to be silent during this," <laughs> and uh, so everybody had to be silent, and it kind of ruined. I'm not gonna say it ruined it, but it, it definitely diminished that excitement of the Omegathon final. Because right, it's fun to cheer on someone as they go. Exactly. Like, you want those near misses. You want to be able to be like, whoa. Like, I feel like Spy Party would have been a better, like, Final Four and then get something a little more big and boisterous and cheerable for the final. So, so there wasn't, like, some jackass who actually did give it away? No. Everybody That's was pretty good amazing. about it. Yeah, everybody was pretty good about it. Although, at the end, so the way that the game works is if you're playing the Spy... At the beginning of the game, you just have AI control your character until you press A, and then you start controlling your character. So until you press A, it's basically just an NPC walking around the room, which makes it very hard to isolate which person it is. Um, so the guy who won, he was up uh, four to three, I think, and it was best. It was first to five wins. So he only needed one more victory to win. And so uh, he was playing the spy, and he just let the AI run the entire time and and just basically sat back and waited for the guy to shoot the wrong person. The, the guy could have called his bluff and not shot anybody, but he was, like, moving his controller sticks under the table so <laughs> the guy could hear him moving his controller, but he wasn't actually moving the character at all. And when that was happening, once everybody started realizing what he was doing, there was, like, this slow murmur that started going through the crowd, and then it got, like, louder and louder um, but the guy didn't figure it out, and then the, you know he ended up winning. That's pretty hilarious. It was a great strategy. I'm not. I'm not faulting a strategy. I'm just saying, make it on final. Let's make it more exciting. So. All right, uh, Levi. Elder Scrolls Online or the Omegathon Final Worst of Show of PAX. It's got to be Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, we I talked so. about the big game of PAX. Skyrim was the big game of PAX, and to turn around two years later and just shit all over it takes mm-hmm. talent. Yep. Like a bad talent. It's bad, man. That's rough. All right, let's uh let's move on here. We are gonna go weirdest of packs. Just do you have a weirdest moment of packs? Um I guess the weirdest moment of packs for me 
was uh, when I was shit-talking enforcers at, uh-huh. at the patent take, and then it turned out the person I was talking to was an enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Sneaky enforcer because she was Australian. Yeah. She's like, oh, I am an enforcer, mate. <laughs> I was like, there's still asshole enforcers. Well, that's true. There are. And, and oh, God, I, the enforcer thing is so strange to me. Because on one hand, they make packs possible because it's basically free labor. and <laughs> They're the, like college college football athletes. Exactly. They are. They're the college football athletes of PAGs. Uh, Some of them go pro and uh, turn into that at event staff. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, but on the other hand, it's like they, uh, they, they also don't um, – you know, there's, there's a lot of those people who – who once they get a little lick of power, they really hold on to that. Right. And being an enforcer, it's like, dude, just make it fun. My my worst, I, I my I always feel bad for the guys who look like the sad enforcers. There's always like those people who like are enforcing for the first year and didn't know what they were getting into, mm-hmm. and you see them walking around the the con with long faces. Um. So anyway, yeah that that was that was a pretty awkward moment. Uh, but for my awkward moment, my weirdest of packs, I'm gonna have to go with Jesse losing his ID. <laughs> so Jesse, why don't you explain what happened? Um. Uh. Yeah. So basically, we go to do console free play. Uh. You check out a station, so they have like Super Nintendos, uh, Sega Saturns, NES, whatever, all set up, and you rent a game. And you get to play at one of the stations. And you rent the game, it's free, but you have to give some collateral, so they take your ID. And they decided to give my ID to someone else, so for the better part of Friday, I thought that my uh, driver's license was lost. Yeah, and I mean, there's kind of nothing they could do. It is a simple mistake, but it's also like, dude, you cannot make that mistake. Yeah. That is a huge mistake. It's... If, like, the guy had taken it to a bar or whatever, and then the bartender was like, this isn't you, I'm keeping it, then I'm screwed. And say, like, I was, I had oh, flown God. in and have to fly back and I yeah. lose my ID, I'm like, then I would be really screwed. But yeah. it ended up uh, not being so bad. Yeah, they did find it about, what, six hours later? Yeah, the guy came I back and back. returned it. But, yeah, going to a bar, that was the worst part, is getting kicked out of a bar with you. <laughs> Because you didn't have your ID. It's like, come on. You got reseated in the restaurant area. Yeah, and then I ate a freaking burrito covered in mozzarella cheese, which was disgusting. <laughs> but I ate the whole thing. So there you have it. All right, so uh, Levi, weirdest thing, insulting an enforcer in front of an enforcer or losing your ID, losing your ID to an enforcer. An ID was a bad experience, but shit-talking an enforcer during the paint-and-take zen moment, that's way more awkward. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't have to witness that. All right. Uh, All right, and then uh, we're going to move on. This is a brand-new category this year. It is Best Booth. There are a lot of cool booths at PAX. Um, They're shiny. uh, They're neat. uh, And uh, and they're – you know they 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 oh they try to outdo themselves every single year. So, uh, Jesse, what's your best booth of PAX 2013? Uh, my best booth is Privateer Press. Uh, they're out on the Skybridge where it's well lit. 
Yep. They always have uh, tables. Also well that, ventilated. Yeah, well ventilated. They have tables where you can uh, play, and they always have like cool, well painted minis on display, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And the piece de resistance was they were selling um, limited edition beer themed uh, war machine minis. So I got a troll who has a pint of beer. And uh, it also includes his little goblin buddy who's holding a uh, <laughs> mug of beer. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked on that. Booth. Yeah, that's a sweet booth. And it's always right smack dab in the middle, which is pretty right. cool. Uh, and then my booth of PAX is a little bit of a cheat here, but it is going to be the Indie Mega booth. <laughs> the Indie Mega booth, we, uh, Aaron and I tried to uh, traverse that thing Monday to get some interviews. We did get uh, said interviews, but we also had to just elbow our way through this sea of people it's like you know pack started the pax 10 a few years ago to highlight indie titles and basically if you didn't get into the pax 10 you would just get in the indie mega booth which is basically this giant booth that was purchased by a few people and then they sell little parcels of that to uh indie developers the indie mega booth was more crowded than any other booth at pax yeah it is like the new shiz. This is the thing that made me think that new platforms like Ouya and uh, and like the NVIDIA Shield are actually viable new consoles because, God, this place was shoulder to shoulder full of people. You know, Steam Greenlight has really opened this up as well. And it really was encouraging to see uh, just people fawning over all of these really cool indie titles and, and getting their hands on brand new tech. Uh, you know, the lines at PAX this year, they they, they capped them. It seems like they made the areas uh, more confined. So a lot of lines would have an enforcer standing at the end with the sign saying, uh, this line is capped, come back in 15 minutes and see if it's not capped, basically. Um, but the indie booth, you just kind of uh, mob your way in there. And everybody's happy to talk to you. You can talk directly to the guy who made the game. Um there's some, we played some cool games. Speedrunner is a really cool game. Papers, Please is a really cool game. Uh, there's just a ton of cool games in there. Um, so uh, I, I got I to give it to the Indie Mega Booth because uh, you you look at the Indie Mega Booth and then you would go upstairs to the PAX 10 and it's like, God, I kind of think that these PAX 10 guys wish they were down in the Indie Mega Booth because there's like <laughs> way more people there. Uh, so anyway, uh, Levi, Privateer Press. Any mega booth, best booth of PAX 2013. I'm a huge fan of Privateer Press, uh, big war, war machine player, but I gotta Therefore go with I the win. indies. <laughs> I gotta go with the indies. Yeah. My, my Steam, the last Steam sale, I came out of it with all indie games FTL, Oregon Trail, Monaco, uh, Don't Starve. I love the indies, and I yep. love that PAX is making that a huge deal. It's, I think, the best advantage they have over any other games convention. I think so, too. They really give it the, the area that it deserves. and they, I mean, it's PAX. It's independent. It's, it's, it's an in, it's a independent media source supporting independent media, which I think is really cool. Um, I also just want to give a shout-out, honorable mention, to, uh, to the Oculus Rift. I got to get the uh, hands-on demo. They had two different demos there. One was a racing game. The other was Hawken. Uh, you couldn't play the racing game, but that one was in HD, and that was the Impressor. That was the one that was very immersive for me um, and kind of got into that uncanny valley feeling. But uh, after I put, up, put that on, that was in full HD, and I was like, 
there's no way that once this thing is released, every gamer is not going to want one. Like, this is just going to be something that if they put it at the right price point, everybody's going to have one. This is going to be what Microsoft wished the Kinect was. Um, so uh, that was really cool. Although Aaron tried it, and Aaron does wear glasses, and it was a little awkward for him. They said they're going to do adjustable focus for each eye so that you can, um, you know, uh, marry it to your prescription. But he uh, was having a little bit of a tough time with it because he doesn't have perfect vision like this guy. <laughs> you guys were just lucky you didn't get pink eye. I know. Right? Well, I, oh, I, I, I did it so on funny. the I did it very first thing on Friday. So if anybody got pink eye. It's because of they, I've yeah. heard reports that pink eye got spread around a little bit. By well, the you know, I was so. a little gassy on Friday morning. I might have farted on all of them. <laughs> did you? It's probably you my farts, fault. Eric farts out his eyeballs. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, and then finally we have PAX Attendee of the Year, but I think this is always a unanimous choice. It's going to go to Exhausted Ewok. Eli the Exhausted Ewok, Ewok, spotted by many a people. Every time somebody saw him, they tweeted me and said, <laughs> I just saw Eli the Exhausted Ewok, and he was looking exhausted for everyone. He uh, he had his mask off. He was sweaty, and, uh, and you got to love Eli. So once again... Pax Attendee of the Year, Eli the Exhausted Ewok. There you oh. go. All right. Well, uh, just want to talk about BallMove.com real quick. Uh, go to BallMove.com. Got, uh, God, Breaking Bad is just in full force right now, so make sure you're, you're getting all your Breaking Bad fixes with the Breaking Good podcast. Of course, the Because Show. Uh, I believe Amy will be visiting uh, Seattle, Washington here in October, and she says she wants to guest on the show. So, Amy, you are more than welcome, and we would be very happy to have you. Uh, because Show, it's basically like us if we were more refined, intelligent, and more beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, so listen to the Because Show my wife does all the time. Um, and, uh, and then of course, up yours downstairs are covering Titanic right now. So basically anything that's on masterpiece theater is going to be on up yours downstairs. Uh, and, uh, you can get in touch with us. You can, uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, three, six, oh, three, six, two, zero, zero, two, four. You can find us on Facebook. We are on the ball move Facebook page. We are on the personal arrogance Facebook page as well. Uh, you can, uh, you can follow both of those. You can follow us on Twitter at personal podcast, uh, you can uh, write us an email, personalergrants at gmail.com, or you could tell a friend, or you could write and review us on iTunes. There's so many ways to get in touch with, the, uh, in touch with us, guys, and uh, we always appreciate it because you really make this show. So uh, so please get in touch with us. Uh, Jesse, we're going to do a quick Facebook roundup. Here we go. Sean McDonald says, was the addition of a fourth day at PAX enough? Should they open a PAX Denver in 2014? Yes, they should, says Sean. Um I actually, Jesse didn't get to do the fourth day, but nope. I did. It was Labor Day, so I had to work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did, and I actually thought that the fourth day was perfect. Like, usually I get that post-Paxim depression um, pretty hard, but by the end of the fourth day of Pax, I was like, I think I'm ready to go. I think I've got a nice little bow on this thing, and, I'm, uh, and I've had a good time. I think it was a great little, uh, like I said, a great little bow on the end of Pax. Um James Patterson says, here's a word for you, gentlemen, the coin. What do you call that mysterious dude who unleashes a bushel full of pubes on every public urinal and toilet? Also, thoughts on the newest mammal, the Olinguitu. I think we're going to have to save the Olinguitu for another podcast because uh, I think that merits its whole, th- whole own thing. But uh, bushel of pubes on a public toilet, Levi, go. 
Dirty Hoyt. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Wow. A little revealing there. Uh-huh. Jesse? It's actually from his head. It's that curly dude <laughs> fro he's got. Which head? I'm, They're not pews. Oh. oh, God. Jesse? I'm calling it the secret, sh- secret shedder. Yeah, I was going to go with the Sasquatch shaker. All right, Robert Cooper says that new Telltale Fables game, The Wolf Among Us. uh, Telltale Games did the uh, the Walking Dead game. They had that there, but we didn't get a chance to go in. Um, But there is a pretty kick-ass trailer online, so check that out. Sean Keefe says worst smell of packs. Um, This one goes to uh, for me goes to a uh, a line that I was in with the Hex Nineteen crew. We were we were going to go to the uh, dub battle. Uh, uh, I believe it was on Sunday night, which was actually a really fun thing. Um, but some dude just cropped us to the entire line as they were, as we were walking into the theater and it was horrendous. Uh, it's, it, I feel like four people lined up and cropped dusted while leaking arms like the wizard of Oz. <laughs> so that was really rough. You guys have anything to add there? No, just probably my own this. parts. Yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, that's gassy. true. Jesse was a little gassy. Um, Adam Zwolinski says uh, about the pub crawl. I think we covered that. Jonathan Jonathan Drozd says craziest thing you've ever seen at PAX. I think that was the worst cosplay like last year for you, Jesse. There was like some sweaty dude and this other person was like petting their head. Do you remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, check uh, check last year's Paxies. That is definitely the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, Derek Remain says, Jesse, did you get laid in Hawaii? Uh, yes and yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he also says puns are fun. Um, apparently, uh, uh, Jay joined his uh, fantasy football league, and he's hoping it's hot babe Jay. But I, I, hope, I hope it's hot babe Jay as well. Um, and uh, and we covered the drafts. Uh, Bench Netzer says, I spotted the exhausted Ewok again. <laughs> See, everybody's letting us know. Yes, he had his mask off. And yes, he was super sweaty and tired looking. I like to know not only the worst, but also the best cosplay. Uh, cosplay, uh, basically League of Legends just covers all of that. Because now they do the League of Legends tournament upstairs. And there is a ton of cosplay for that. Both on the good side and the bad side. But I feel like the majority of the cosplay was for the League of Legends uh, U.S. championships. That I think the, the best cosplay I saw, I saw Thursday night. And that was you and your Batman Oh yeah! See, that was uh, that was that was just for the apartment. That was me and my Batman costume uh, for uh, Gino and Levi and uh, Aaron and Jesse after a ton of beers. Yeah, uh, I th- I'm going. I might go. I might cosplay next year. I'm thinking about it, dude. I'm thinking about what you're doing. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm seriously thinking about making a uh, James Lannister. Uh, outfit and I want to make a suit of armor out of beer cans. You are deep, buddy. (laughs) You are deep into the Game of Thrones. I am. Nobody's blaming you. Uh, Yuri Walkeve says, are you able to revoke previous Paxies? I feel like the Nope Girl didn't deserve one last year. I think the Nope Girl almost deserves a Lifetime Achievement Award. I don't... What was the Nope Girl? She was a game show night and she was not a gamer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Refer- yeah. Yeah, she she definitely deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Jay Solero says, talk about fall beer. Jesse, have you had any fall beers yet? Uh, no, I'm holding off at the moment. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll cover that in in, uh, in our next episode. Guys, thank you for uh, chilling with us. I know it's a quick one this week, but uh, we really appreciate it. We're going to do some recommendations and call it a podcast. Uh, so we're each going to have one recommendation 
First of all, Levi, what are you recommending? I recommend that if your name is Levi Rekin, accept your fate as number two favorite Levi of this podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Josie, what's your echo? Uh, a Song of Fire and Ice book two, A Clash of Kings, finished it. I've moved on to A Song of Fire and Ice book three, A Storm of Swords. Still, uh, Tony Stark has yet to show up with his robot suit and laser beam hands. <laughs> the Lannister's halfway to hell. I don't get it. You know, I, th- I think he's just holding off for the epic battle. You know, the longer you pent that thing up, it's yeah. just going to be better at the end, right? That does make sense. Isn't that how it works? I kind of want to... Maybe I should, instead of being James Lannister, maybe I should make a, a hybrid Tony Stark oh, that's uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. That is perfect. Yes. Do that. All right. Fine. Done. Okay. And then uh, finally, I am going to uh, recommend a really, really, really excellent article uh, that I read on Polygon today. It's called The Ghost of Bitcoin. Uh, it's, re- it's written by Charlie Hall, and it's on Polygon.com. It is a really interesting article. I didn't know a lot about Bitcoin, but this made me super interested in about it. And it also made me super interested about the virtual future that we're all kind of gearing towards, um, which I'm probably going to talk about on next week's show. So yeah, there's a there's a good Stuff You Should Know episode on Bitcoin. It is pretty damn interesting stuff. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I got to go pick up my wife, and uh, and I think everybody else has to go to sleep, so... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week, guys. Uh, we had a blast at PAX, and we will be back next week with a full episode. And until next time, remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please, everybody, stay, stay arrogant. 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 Uh, damn it, Levi. <laughs> what? <laughs>